your Jeep dealer? With Jeep specialists trained to help you with any factory questions and with an extensive knowledge of aftermarket accessories, our Jeep specialists can help you build the Jeep of your dreams today. All right, tell them what kind of Jeeps we build. Short Jeeps, tall Jeeps, Jeeps that love you sales, service, upgrades, or accessories, stop by the all-new Utah Jeep Store at 1711 North Main in Layton or online at utahjeepstore.com. Okay, that's good. Whoa, whoa, Dave! Sorry, I'll go grab some paper towels. You can't let Dave pour things. He works at JCW's. They fill stuff up past the brim over there, like their milkshakes. They're thick, rich, and oh my gosh. Delicious. Oh no. Dave's filling up Crystal's car floor. Dave, stop. Hey, this is Clark for JCW. Stop into any of our five locations today. We're located in American Fork, Thanksgiving Point, Provo, South Jordan, and our new location in Harriman. Come in and see why at JCW's we believe in quality and a lot of it. Some companies clean with soap, some use chemicals, some simply soak your carpets and hope to rinse out the dirt, but not zero res. Hey, everybody, this is Jake Scott, and I used to think that all carpet cleaners were the same. But once I learned about zero res carpet cleaning, I realized that I've been settling for less. Zero Res has a proprietary cleaning process. Their powered water actually breaks down the dirt soils and allergens, making them easier to remove. The process uses less water, so you're left with no sopping wet carpets. It works on carpet or your tile and grout, and the cleaning leaves no residue behind, so your carpets stay cleaner longer. The other guys might claim they clean as well as Zero Res, but there is only one way to get your home Zero Res clean. The carpet cleaning is amazing, but you're going to be beside yourself when you see how clean they get that tile too. Clean in April and get your room zero res clean for just $33 each. Minimum supply but no maximums. Call today 801-288-9376. That's 801-288-ZERO or schedule online. Simply search zero res carpet cleaning. Hey Utah Jazz fans, watch the Utah Jazz take on the Toronto Raptors Saturday at Vivid Arena. This game is proudly presented by Zaya Active. Zaya's mission is to inspire and uplift by making activity a fun and essential part of life. See you at the game. KCNS FM Colville. KCNS AM Salt Lake City. Live from the Carrier HVAC Zone Studios. This is 97.5 1280 The Zone. And the Zone Sports Network. Turn to the experts. Carrier. What do you want? You're locked on to the big show. Presented by Big O Tires. Just doing it big, you know. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yep, that's the sponsor of the show. Their spring supercell at Big O Tires is here for a limited time only. Save big on tires and service with financing available. Big O Tires, on, Big O on the big show, the team you trust. I'm Austin Horton here with Tim Lacombe, Alex Lundberg producing for us today. None of the big show regulars where they should be today. I'm over here. Alex is back there. Tim's here on a non-game day. And Jake and Gordon are doing other things. Jake doing things that are worthy of his time, like bringing a child into the world, and Gordon not doing anything worthy of his or our time. So we'll move right along. Who is, luckily, uh, considering us worthy of her time tonight, is Utah Jazz beat writer from the Deseret News, Sarah Todd. You can follow her on Twitter at NBA Sarah. That's Sarah with an H, by the way. Sarah is joining us here on the phone. Hi, Sarah. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me. I appreciate the H uh, indicator, too. That is a problem sometimes. <laughs> Have you ever seen that? That uh, is it Funny or Die? The day? I can't remember who did it. The Sarah with or without an H uh, skit. If you haven't seen it, yeah, look it up. Yeah, I, I, I am familiar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, let's, talk, let's dive right into this thing. The Jazz score 154 points last night. No Donovan Mitchell. No Mike Conley. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being that's the best NBA game you've ever seen, Sarah, or, or what the, the sign for the Utah Jazz that you should just stamp it now. They're the NBA champions. Zero being that game matters none. Where do you sit on the scale of things? 
Uh, I'd actually put that pre- pretty low on the scale. I'd say that's maybe maybe a two oh uh, boy. on the scale that we've created. There go your subscriptions. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just say goodbye to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tim and I were um, talking about that. Tell, tell us why, though. Why it's so low? I mean, they, if you think about yeah, they were out without Donovan Mitchell, without Mike Conley, but they were going up against uh, like a, a non-Harrison Barnes, non-Marvin Bagley, non-De'Aaron Fox. Sacramento team that's already not that great with all of those players Mm -hmm. so like it's not really a notch on the belt if you beat them and you beat them badly and I mean I and then like the little positive and silver lining that you can take from it is well the Jazz without two of their best players really played excellently and so if we can bring those two players back and kind of keep that momentum then that would be great but other than that I mean it was a regular season game against the Kings how much are we really going to take from it? Sarah, Tim Lacombe, awesome to to be able to visit with you. Typically, Jake and I just sit up here and listen to y'all ask questions after the game. <laughs> so, uh, pleasure to talk to you and be able to ask you a question. What's your favorite thing about covering this particular Jazz team? I mean, I think it would be nice to say, you know, something about what's on the court. Um, and But I just, I'm such a basketball junkie that I could be covering, you know, one of the teams that are in the dregs of the league and I wouldn't care just because I like watching basketball I can watch bad basketball and be happy about it but with the Jazz I feel like it's a team of really nice guys like you know you're going to end up with some teams that maybe have like a diva or somebody that's got a little bit of bad attitude and uh, that's not uncommon to have at least one or two of those on a team but I feel like all of the guys on the Jazz are nice and they're generous with their time and nobody's rude to the media and since that's where I'm coming into play I I appreciate that the most it's been just a delight to deal with them especially through this last year with everything being so weird and talking to them on zoom all the time they've been really great yeah the the divas uh, are only in the media over at the trip now all all those guys (laughs) over the trip including Gordon Monson and and Eric and Andy, they're they're the divas. Are you calling me a diva? I'm calling you a diva. I'm calling you an old diva, Gordon. Yeah, uh, I said it. Sarah didn't, and I'm just kidding. The the media in this market really does get along, and the teams are are very uh, cordial and professional with you guys, which I've noticed as well. Let's let's talk about the Phoenix Suns now, though, Sarah. They've got the the two wins over the Jazz already. This one in Phoenix tomorrow. We know there won't be a Donovan Mitchell uh, in the lineup. We are pretty sure that Mike Conley's hamstring is not going to be suddenly miraculously healed, so I would expect him to miss another game. How important is this game tomorrow from a Jazz standpoint, uh, or is it just all about getting healthy before the playoffs? Actually, I wrote about this today. That It's going to be in the Jazz newsletter that the Deseret News puts out. And my advice to everyone watching this game tomorrow is kind of go into it with a little bit of a light heart. Don't put too much weight on this game because I get it. Like the number one seed and the number two seed, there's only a game separating them. It feels like there's a lot riding on this game. But in the standings, they'll be tied. The Jazz and the Suns will be tied if the Jazz lose tomorrow. And the Jazz have already lost the tiebreaker against the Suns by losing to them twice. And so winning is not going to break that tiebreaker. And so if you're worried about keeping the number one spot, that's the weight that you put on this game. But at the same time, the Jazz have an easier schedule than the Suns through the rest of the regular season. They should be able to keep that number one spot. And outside of that, I mean, we're not going to be surprised. I mean, Devin Booker and Chris Paul have been in a really good groove lately. They're get, you know getting a lot of wins. They're moving closer and closer. If the Jazz are without Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley and they lose to that Suns team, that's not going to be a surprise to anyone. Like, if you're putting a ton of weight on whether it's a win or it's a loss, it's not like you're going to learn something. Let's say that Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley were playing tomorrow and it's a huge battle. It ends up being a close game right down to the wire. That's still not going to teach us anything at this point in the season, I don't think. There's not a lot of lessons to be learned. And it wouldn't say one way or the other – if one team was better than the other. It wouldn't say if one team is going to fare better in a seven-game series. So, like, there's not a ton of weight to be put on it. But if the Jazz do go out there and beat the Suns tomorrow, 
I mean, without Donovan and without Mike, that's going to be a huge confidence boost for the rest of that players on sort of a shortened roster. And so then when Donovan and Mike do come back, I think that that win could help bolster them a little through the rest of the regular season. But that's about all the weight that I would put on that one. I think you need to, in addition to your great writing, you should be like a you're a basketball junkie and you just actually talked a few fans off the ledge. So you maybe look at a... <laughs> basketball therapist <laughs> I, I would imagine with yeah. the uncertainty of the fan here in this beehive state because they do you know every time the jazz lose it's like what's wrong with them you know and if they happen to right lose ugly or win ugly it doesn't matter they won so uh I, i'm with you i think that most important thing right now is not seeding it's uh guys getting getting better uh and feeling good as they get into a rhythm um What's your take on the Lakers? Uh, that they're always this time of year. Uh, I made the mistake last year of kind of discounting them at this point, um, but their 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 cast seems a little weaker to me. But I don't want to make that mistake. What's your take on them? I mean that that's the exact same thing I was thinking last season. Is it looks looks a little weak and um, and you know, but I'm I'm very careful every year not to count out LeBron because I feel like if you do that, then you're, you're in for an awakening. Um, and so even, I mean, I have a lot of questions about their role players, about some of the guys being consistent, not consistent uh, about the health of LeBron and AD and whether or not LeBron's, you know, if he's really has too much of an injury, if they're just saving him for the playoffs, I mean, and if it is kind of an injury, then you have to have a lot of questions. Um, and so there's question marks all over the place. The same way if you go to the other side of the, the NBA with the Brooklyn Nets, there's so much talent on that. It's just flooded with talent. But there's question marks about, about health, about defense, about commitment. And, you, you know, you've got those questions over in the Western Conference too with the Lakers. But, again, uh, you know, if I'm the Jazz, I'm not looking at the Lakers and thinking, oh, their role players have some question marks around them. I'm thinking I have to face LeBron James. So I don't, I don't know that I would ever count them out. We touched on this a little bit already, but specifically seeding in the playoffs. Where do you stand on that? Do you think that it's a huge deal to have home court advantage, an average deal, or, or not important at all? Where do you stand? Yeah, I've done a bit of research on the numbers behind whether or not home court advantage matters. And it does. I mean, that's why they call it an advantage. It's not huge. Um, but I, I mean, I'm as suspicious a person and superstitious a person as I think anyone else is. And I think if you can get any advantage at all, then you want it. Because if the Jazz are truly going to try to make a deep playoff run, if getting to the Western Conference Finals and then possibly the Finals is something that they can do and actually manage, then having any advantage would be great. I mean, you're not going to want to, you know, drop and possibly lose a couple games and end up behind someone and then have to play on someone else's court for the majority of the time. Any tiny advantage is great. And I mean, as far as, you know, if they're the idea or the conspiracy of dropping seating to get a more favorable matchup, I'm, I'm not about that life because, you can't predict what other teams down there are going to do. And a lot of those teams, I mean, if you drop down to two or three, those teams in the six, seven, eight spot in the West right now are all jockeying for position. Nobody wants to be in the seven, eight spot because they don't want to have to play in the play-in tournament. And then the seven, eight seed, that's going to be one of any four teams at this point. And so it's, it's too much of an unpredictability down there. I say gun for the number one seed as much as you can without sacrificing help and, you know, play with the cards that are given to you. I absolutely love that. Um, I, I want to subscribe. I want to be the first. Uh, I want to be the first patient of your basketball therapy. <laughs> yeah, uh, my, my so let's get that thing a, rolling. My future as a basketball palm reader. You can come in, and I'll predict the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we can talk. We can have this great dialogue. It probably too about pays who, better, Sarah. I don't know. <laughs> I can tell she is. She, she's not just you know. She she's a basketball junkie. I can hear it. Yeah. 
Usually the therapist uh, being a junkie is not a good idea. That's I hear tale of that. I I shouldn't be the addict that's uh, (laughs) subscribing to the patient. (laughs) Hey, uh, let's before we uh, cut you loose, Mike Conley did, I guess, go on ESPN earlier today and said that his hamstring is not as bad as everyone's making it out to be. Uh, It's more about management, making sure he gets to be 100 percent Donovan Mitchell and his ankle. David Locke said on the air on the broadcast last night that he doesn't think he's even close to coming back. And then we just talked, touched on uh, uh, trying to game the seeding. The Utah Jazz as 100% healthy, where do you put their, uh, their possibility of winning the whole thing this season versus missing one or two guys? Well, I, w- I don't know that I would actually count – I mean, are we saying that, you know, where's the possibility that they're going to be missing Donovan or Mike for part of the playoffs? Because I don't really think that's the case right now. I mean, if anybody's ever had a hamstring injury or has even followed athletes that have had hamstring injuries, those are very fickle monsters to deal with. And you want to be as cautious as you can. And so knowing that you're going to want Mike Conley to stay healthy through the postseason Anytime that there's even maybe a twinge of pain, I would sit him down and just say, take a couple games off. I mean, he might not even be hurting right now. Like you said, it's not as bad as everyone thinks. It could really not be that bad at all. But if he's like, oh, it's a little sore today, sit down. Don't don't worry about it. We've got, you know, games against losing teams for the next 10 games outside of Portland and uh, Denver and the Suns. Those are the only ones that are left that are against winning teams in the playoffs. And so I've I've no problem just you know getting Mike healthy for Donovan. Um, you know I I haven't heard one way or the other whether or not he's close or not close. But for a guy that young, for a, a lower ankle sprain, it's not a high ankle sprain, and for them to not classify it when they gave us the information about the injury, they didn't classify it as severe they did say significant but that does allow them to sit him down for a a little bit longer and keep him on the side it's really hard for me to imagine a guy like Donovan Mitchell not playing in the postseason because you know some of these injuries they the players do have some say in when they're going to come back or not it's not all on the like health and performance staff the player has to tell you whether or not they feel good or they feel bad and whether or not it's pain and I, I have to imagine that postseason comes around and Donovan's going to say he's ready to go. So to, to make sure to make sure we're clear, you think all these injury not that Donovan's not injured, but that they're going to coax it slowly. They're going to make sure that it is a thousand percent ready to go before he plays another regular season game. Probably the same with Mike Conley. Yeah, I mean, there's no there's no reason to rush these guys right now. Like, I mean. Really, worst-case scenario that we're looking at for the Jazz is, like, they do drop a seed in the standings. But if that's the worst-case scenario, and, I mean, they're guaranteed a playoff spot as it is, like, you know, they're still going to – the playoffs are not going to be easy no matter what your situation is in the standings. The Western Conference is loaded. You're going to have to face tough teams. And so if the worst-case scenario is that you just move position a little bit, but then you get healthy guys in the postseason, there's no reason to rush them back. She's Sarah Todd of the Desert News, does a great job covering your Utah Jazz. Make sure you follow her on Twitter at NBA Sarah, again with an H, at NBA Sarah, and get, go to Desert News or DesNews.com to get all of her stuff. Sarah, uh, thanks for joining us and keep up the good work. Yeah, anytime, guys. You too. That's Sarah. Always good. That's the Utah Jazz Insider Report brought to you by Cypress Credit Union with the lowest fees and quickest keys. Cypress has the home loan product that is perfect for you. Visit any Cypress branch or cypresscu.com for details. Tim, what I think we could wrap that up with is saying the fact that the Jazz are sitting Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley, and if they sit anyone else right now, is a good sign for the postseason, right? The fact that they're sitting now means that they'll probably be ready to go come postseason. Well, that's what you'd hope for. Um, But I I do think there's some wisdom in what Sarah's saying. I think – um, you know, Mike, they've, they've done a good job of managing that hamstring this year. They've done a nice job of not putting him in back-to-back situations where he's going to play uh, and, and bother it. And, and I think, you know, if there is a sign of, of tenderness or whatever, just take your time. Uh, I, I'm in the camp. I, I was very, very possessive of that one seed, uh, but I, I'm kind of starting to back off. I think, 
uh, whether it happens or it doesn't happen, you know, the Jazz have clinched a playoff spot. They've shown when they're healthy, at least against the, the rest of the league, um, as the league's kind of presented itself, that they're the best team out there. So uh, a little number by their name, one, two, whatever, shouldn't make that much difference. Yeah, it seems like, and maybe this is a hyperbole, hyperbolic thing to say, but a true contender doesn't really care about their seeding, right? No, it, it is about matchups, man. It's, it's, it's so crazy. But when playoff time rolls around in anything, the first thing you do is you look at styles and schemes and how these teams play against one another. Um, the Jazz, you know, obviously a couple of years ago, uh, we, we ran into the Rockets. And, you know, that was probably the worst case scenario. It all kind of fell that way the last game of the season, um, you uh-huh. know. And, uh, and so I think it's, you know, it, you just look out there at, and I don't think you can get cute with it, um, especially this year. One doesn't even know who they're going to play because yeah. of the playing th- situation. So I think it brings a lot more excitement. It keeps people in it longer. Um, but it also, again, you just the only thing the Jazz can do is is try to go out and win games. And I'm going to tell you, typically when uh, uh, there's a foregone conclusion in sport, like most people are thinking without Donovan and Mike, Phoenix beats Utah tomorrow. That's, that's when you really look at something deep and say, you know, surprises happen all the time. And coming off the heels of the way the Jazz played last night, you know, that's what makes this so fun is they're going to go out there and have a crack at it. They still have so many people, uh, players capable of filling up the stash. For sure. I mean, Clarkson just has a crazy night or Joe has a crazy night. Rudy just does what Rudy, you know, does. But George Niang comes out and gets feeling it's good. Six last, threes. Right? Yeah, yeah. So it, it's, it's why you play the game. Uh, obviously, it's not both teams at full strength, which is what you'd hope for in this situation. But we got time for that. There's there's a couple weeks left here. Yeah, see, seeding matters more when it's a one and done thing like the NCAA tournament. When it's a one versus sixteen, that that has some weight to it. But when you're talking a seven game series, especially in the tight Western Conference, a one versus an eight, maybe that's you know we'll see about that. But a two versus seven. Conceivably, the seven could beat the two. It's a series, and that's why seeding isn't all that important, in my opinion, in a series-based tournament as it would be in a uh, a one-and-done thing. But speaking of that, I'm sure you and Jake have gone back and forth on this. You mentioned that play-in, the 10, 9, 8, 7 play-in thing. I I think it's cool. I think it's a fun idea. I hate that it's a one-and-done situation. Yeah, I do too. I I wish there was a little bit more... Um, deference given, but it, the, that's the way it's drawn up. And um, you can't play a three-game series. I know. I agree. And the best, the first to win two. That, that's come on. It, Do yeah, something because anything can happen in one game, right? You can yeah. see, like I mentioned the other night, the Golden State Dallas game was kind of set up as a game they were going to be. You know, it was on the marquee TV, and everybody's talking about it. And at the end of the first quarter, it was like a 40-point game. And it never got close because Golden State couldn't scratch it. Um, that's what can happen in a one-game scenario. But if they scenario. play again tonight. Right. They'll yeah. be different. I, I agree with you. I think it's a little bit unfair, particularly to those teams that earned that 7-8 spot. Um, but it also is creating a little bit of excitement, and I think that's what the league was after. I, yep, probably. And then finally this, from your coaching days – we talked about Mike Conley and how the Jazz are protecting that hamstring well so far this season. That's really up to the player, right? An injury like that, he's got to be, he's got to have the humility to say, this is not right right now. Because there's no machine you can hook. They're not giving him an MRI every practice, right? No, I think that's where Mike having the fact that he is a vet and he's done this forever, certainly not going to put himself in a position or jeopardize his ability to help this team when it matters the most. So, yeah, I think that that's the, one of the first things you teach a guy is, hey, you want to be a hero. You want to play in every game, and everybody tells you just rub some dirt on it. But It's a hammy. Exactly, right? But there's still some you wisdom in this. You make $130 million. Go out Get and play. out there and play. Right, yeah. but, but you have to keep in mind, when is it most important? And, hey, Mike's done an unbelievable job, way better than I think most people would have guessed coming off a, a tough situation last year. But – Man, he's vital to this team. When he's out there, um, you know, things just are smoother. He and Rudy have this unbelievably good offensive and defensive chemistry. Um, but I think the Jazz, the way they built this team, they needed everybody. And, um, you know, nights where Donovan has struggled, you see other guys step up. 
So you've got to have them out there and you got them healthy. And that's where the humility part and the honesty comes in and says, hey, this isn't exactly right. I want to be right when the when the times when the money's on the table. He's Tim Lacombe. I'm Austin Horton. It is The Big Show. Our thanks again to Sarah Todd for the Jazz Insider Report brought to you by Cypress Credit Union. With the lowest fees and quickest keys, Cypress has the home loan product that is perfect for you. Visit any Cypress branch or cypresscu.com for details. Joe Ingles had a comment on the Joe Ingles show this morning, a few of them actually, but one really jumped out when it hit my eardrums. I want to play that for you. What Joe Ingles said uh, to DJ and PK that caught my attention. We'll get to it next here on The Big Show. Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. I grind every day just so I can live a better life. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Tour is here uh, for the rescue. Mother's Day, days away. Not this Sunday, but a week from this Sunday, May 9th. Get the best blanket ever that is also the best gift ever for Mother's Day. Sandy and her staff, they always do it right. And they're doing it again for our listeners, helping you get it right for Mother's Day. 50, 50 50% off right now when you mention Zone 50 at a store or online at MikiCouture.com. Promo code Zone 50. Minky Couture for Mother's Day. Minky Couture. Speaking of Mother's Day, happy day at the Scott household. It's official. Jake and uh, his lovely wife have welcomed their their newest baby to the family. Now, they waited until the moment to find out the gender, so I'm not going to be the one to announce the gender. I'm not going to be that guy. But everyone is healthy and happy, which is all you can really, really hope for on a day like this. So congrats to Jake, and Scott, and his wife. Not Jake, comma, Scott, and his wife. Jake Scott and his wife. Got to be careful there with the Oxford comma or not. So, uh, Exciting news. And uh, congrats to Gordon Monson for being on vacation. Great Scott! <laughs> <laughs> that's from uh, The Office. Thank you. <laughs> uh, that remind, it's, uh, some, That's some bad hat, Harry, at the end of uh, House, I think. Well, that's episode. the little thing that they always do. And then he did the... Great Scott! Yeah. Uh, by the way, you found a, a tweet from Scott Gerard. speaking of Great Scots, uh, from a, the Dave Logan. Uh, I don't know who's he. Is he with the, is he with the uh, Denver Broncos now? Or is he a former De- Denver Broncos player? I can't remember if he's a coach. I can't remember if he's just um, a former Broncos player. But Scott tweeted that he told a station in Colorado something interesting. Source... Dave Logan just said on KOA Colorado, radio news radio there, um, a source told him Aaron Rodgers to the Broncos could happen tonight. Dun, dun, dun. So So we got like 25 minutes for the draft to start here. And um, yeah, that that could happen. Now, KOA Colorado, that's not a radio station dedicated to the KOA campground. It's just the one right off of exits. Exit two. There's a guy that sits out there and just throws around NFL rumors to whoever will listen. KOA KOA Campground says Aaron Rodgers is uh, coming to the Broncos. The yes. only issue is you got to have a ham radio. <laughs> That's right, and, it, and it, one that only runs on crank, like in your 72-hour kit. Yeah. All right. So Aaron Rodgers and the Packers do seem headed for a divorce, though. Aaron uh, apparently telling people within that organization he done. And he won out from uh, Cheeseland. So. He's done banging on the drum. You know, when they celebrate a touchdown, they play that obnoxious song. In I don't want to work. Oh. I just want to bang on the drum just all day. Just want to bang on the drum so all day. So he's done with it. Yeah. He, he wants to give the drumsticks back. He's and, lost love for their new love, Jordan Love. Yeah. See what I did there. Uh, but the NFL draft, big night. Zach Wilson expected to go two overall. We'll talk about that as well as the show rolls along. We're here until 7 o'clock tonight. But right now, let's dive back into a little jazz talk. Every week, Thursday morning, Joe Ingalls' show with DJ and PK. I call it a cup of Joe. 
I like to grab a bite or two each week and, and play Joe's thoughts. And he said a few things today that jumped out to me. This first bite comes from Joe Ingles. He was asked about tomorrow's game against the Phoenix Suns. Now, Tim, we talked to Sarah last segment about it. You and I have talked about it. We asked Sam Amick about it. It's a big game, but it may not be the big game for the Utah Jazz. Well, here's what Joe had to say about tomorrow's matchup. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the same, the same as the last game and the 60-whatever before that. We, we, we're going to continue to keep trying to get better. Um, obviously, we want to win the game. We're, we're not going into the game to lose. Um, I guess same kind of thing as, as the last game we just had. Like it's a, it's a little bit of figuring out, figuring it out along the way. Um, me handling the ball from, from the get go. Obviously, not having Mike and Don there to to, uh, to help me or me help them. Um, but no, we, we, I mean it's a we, we've we've lost to them. Um, they've got a game plan. Um, which they actually have called. I think they coach or someone was saying they call. We're calling out Utah, so it's a kind of a specific game plan for us. And um, so, so we know they'll they'll be ready. And um, we just got to come out. I think exactly with the mindset we did of last game is to to play play free, to to move the ball and and, and shoot the ball. Um, and then I think what we did yesterday on the defensive end. Granted, we scored whatever we scored 100 and whatever the franchise record was um, we, we, we were also defending and we, we were also not giving up offensive rebounds they, they, at some point in the game they, they had kind of nothing off offensive rebounds and, and turnovers so that, that was obviously a key of um, for us to get a shot up make more possessions offensively so um, yeah it'll be, it'll be fun out there tomorrow so, Tim, Joe said he started out that clip going with the old cliche, it's the same as every game. It's just another game. But then here and there and there, if you read between the lines, that's not really what they're saying to each other in the locker room, is it? Are they really saying, ah, who cares about this game? It's just another game. Or do they really want to make sure they don't get swept by the Suns this season? No, I, I would think that this game means more to them. I, I think that the one thing Quinn's done a great job of, and it's, and it's really been uh, something I've seen, regardless of the opponent, uh, the Jazz have, you know, they've had their slip-ups, but uh, their intensity, you know, like, for instance, the other night against Sacramento, they, they didn't need to play that hard to win the game. Um, but they really are focused on getting better and improving. Uh, you see it individually with guys working on certain things, but the team. And uh, I think that has been the goal since day one. And I, Quinn constantly communicates that to the media. So that's certainly something the guys have to feel too. With that being said, they've lost twice to this team. Um, you know, everybody who I, I guarantee there won't be any expert, quote unquote expert, to pick the Jazz tomorrow. So I'm going to go ahead and pick them right now. I think the Jazz may. Uh, may surprise a bunch of people. I, I think tomorrow, uh, for the reasons you mentioned, I think there's a lot of motivation. And, you know, the fact that he called out that Phoenix had a defense completely diagrammed and, and they called it Utah, right? So this is something now, this is where the, the positioning kind of begins for uh, the playoffs. And the Jazz are still in the number one spot, and this game's going to be really important to them. I've just always hated the uh – Bronco Mendenhall was the worst uh, offender at this, especially when they would play Utah, and he would say it's just another game. And I think that's so disingenuous, not only to everyone else that you're telling it to, but if you are really treating that as a, as a team that is just another game, you're not giving it the gravity it deserves, and then you get caught off guard a little bit. Yeah, the, the trick, though, is I think sometimes you can uh, do the opposite. You can almost prioritize some something so much that your guys have a hard time performing um and so i think coaches try to figure out certain ways uh whether you know like in that situation you know you wonder does bronco just trying to take pressure off his own guys um because i was around those years and that game meant way more uh you know that that's the honest truth that you know both teams the red the blue they hate one another and they would love nothing more than to win. So it is never just another game. But coaches do funny stuff to, to kind of take pressure off their guys. Um, you know, I don't think that this one, I think this one will be a little sneaky for the Jazz because 
I think not having Donovan and, and Mike, there there's going to be a little bit of Phoenix that relaxes. I just it's just human nature. Mm. Um, the Jazz shoot the ball like they shot last night, and only need a couple guys to do it. They've got a really good chance. Yeah, if they score 154 points, I think they might win. Maybe. If maybe 160 would put me <laughs> push me over the. Let's, it's funny because the other night lazy. I, yeah. I told Jake, I'm like, I'm kind of surprised 154 is like the the most points ever, and Jake's like. That's a lot of points. <laughs> That's like, like an all-star game. And then I realized, oh, I play 2K, and I put the on 20-minute quarters, so I'm in the 190s all the time. 20-minute quarters on G League-level expertise. Man, this Tim Lacombe, this rookie that just came up through the ranks, is getting 60 shots a night. Your cornrows look good, though, on 2K. I like those. I, actually, I'm getting to the point You're where I'm getting it in real life, those. too. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and then finally, I have this feeling that – and that I, people could take this a lot of different ways. I hope it's not. it doesn't get taken in a way I don't intend it to. But I have this feeling like the number one seed means more to the Phoenix Suns organization than to the Jazz organization. Like, I think it, it matters more to the Suns to upset the Jazz and win the one seed in the West than it is a focus of the Jazz to make sure they hold on to the one seed. Hear what Joe Ingles had to say and see if I'm crazy. Um, and we want to keep winning. If that continues and, and we end up in number one seed, then great. Um, we haven't sat around a bonfire and sing Kumbaya and talked about it and um, all stuff like that. I mean, we're not allowed to with COVID anyway, so that defeats that purpose. But, um, yeah, I think we, we we haven't sat around and talked to Obviously, we, we want to finish as high as we can which is obviously where we are at the moment um but like i've said before it's it's about us playing better and better and better and by the playoffs we we want to be playing the best basketball we can for for going into that kind of portion of the season so um yeah it'd be ideally it'll be it'd be nice but um we also can't control what other teams do and, and stuff like that so um, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Let the Jazz fans uh, get angry over my answer there, but it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> same thing kind of is. It is what it is, right? Like what? Yeah. Teams are going to rest. Teams are going to. I don't know what we're going to do. I'm not saying we're going to do that or not. I, I don't get to go into those meetings. Um, but we we obviously, like I said, want to be playing. We want to be fresh. We want to be healthy. Um, obviously. Even Mike's situation right now, like he, we got some. Obviously, he's a little beat up and and waiting for for Don's ankle and stuff like that. So, um, uh, I think health is is priority number one. There's no point limping into a playoff series down a couple guys that you've you've played for all year. Um, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll let those guys, the the medical people, will handle kind of that side of of that, and whoever's out there to play available, we'll do our best to, to keep winning. We haven't talked about it. We want it, but it would be nice, but fresh and healthy, number one priority. Do you think that's the same conversation being had in Phoenix, Tim, or am I right that Phoenix probably cares more about getting that one seed than the Jazz because it's not a priority right now? Well, I, I think the one thing, too, you got to take into account now that the, the Suns aren't fully healthy, um, but really the equivalent of Mike <clears throat> having Mike and, and, and Donovan out of a game is more like those guys not having Chris Paul and Devin Booker, um, you know. So I, I think uh, they're missing Jay Crowder um, and Dario Saric, I believe, is is out. But uh, the Jazz certainly have more out. So I think it's almost, yeah, I, I would say that the Suns, in my mind, the Suns think they're going to be the number one seed right now. And those three you mentioned, Dario Saric, Jay Crowder, they're both day-to-day uh, so they could with be. ankles. Okay. So it's not like, uh, but, you know, they're also looking at the playoffs maybe and going, well, if it's not perfect, why play? I don't know. That, they could be having those same conversations. It just seems to me like the Suns, maybe it's just because Twitter. It seems like the, it matters so much to well, people on Twitter. it's been a long Twitter. time since the Suns have been any kind of relevant. Right. But, I mean, it seems like every, jazz fans on Twitter seem to really care about that one seed. But if they end up with the two, it'll be all right. Suns fans seem to be ready to flex that they took that one seed from the Jazz. Well, I, I, I hate to tell them this, but they don't give you a they give you no trophy for that. Can you hang a banner? You can probably put a division 
championship. Oh, there's a lot of those in yeah, here, right? Sure but but the, sure the only are. ones that really, really matter <laughs> are the ones that everybody's trying to play for. So there you go. A cup of Joe with Joe Ingles. Uh, Tim Lacombe in for Jake. You're in for Jake. I'm in for Gordon. No, you be in for Gordon. I'll be in for Jake. But why do I? <laughs> soup, soup, soup. See, I, mi- I mix up Majerus and Monson, and it becomes Majonson, and it's really weird. And I wonder who would hate that more, Gordon or Rick? That actually is a good poll question. Who would hate being the other guy more? Ah, well, things to ponder at night. He's Tim Lacombe. I'm Austin Horton. We'll be back. I'll complain about something with Austin's list next here on The Zone. You can't stop me now. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires. The team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Seven five twelve eighty. The zone wrapping up the five o'clock hour here with my good buddy Tim Lacombe. I've got something that's bothering me, Tim. Although this is, is it my sunglasses. It, no, I love your sunglasses, and I this is my favorite Steve Miller song. Cause I know in my heart it's overplayed, but I love it. I love that guitar work. It made me want to go play when I get home. Oh, you know what? How long have you been playing the guitar? I went and bought a guitar about. 20 years ago. Just, uh, you didn't just have randomly, lessons? no, I just went to a pawn shop one day. I hate you. No, 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 no. I, I was no good. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Like, I didn't pick it up and, like, all of a sudden become Hendrix? Uh, Johnny Be Good <laughs> or anything. But I, I actually just thought, okay, over the years, when I have time to kind of put some time into it, I'm going to learn. So, learned a few things, and just as you do, you know, I've gotten a little bit better. I'm, I'm not threatening to break any kind of guitar playing records and um still don't can't play guitar hero my fingers won't move fast that's enough. not guitar but yeah it's been a nice little hobby and i've kind of made a room out of it and and collected a few guitars along the way so it's been cool i saw you jamming with caleb loner of byu basketball yeah caleb is a, a very very good guitar player he's better than i am but we had a unique opportunity to meet when he was really young obviously started recruiting him like in the eighth grade so he and I, above all else, became really good friends, and so he he drops in, hangs out with us, and typically go down to the, what we call the the lab. <laughs> Played a little Tom Petty, I think, the last time. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. it was fun. Hey, uh, but this is I, I need to get this off my chest. I'm a big baseball fan, but I, I don't watch every game all season long. I check in. Nationals fan, if no, I remember right. I'll kill you. What? Oh, Angels, Angels, yes. Angels. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm getting them mixed up. My fault. Jake Scott is an yeah, Expos but you fan. You have the Tennessee thing, so I just like you've got these random, you know, Tennessee. I, it is random why I like the Tennessee Titans. It is very random. I don't have a good explanation why I do. But okay, so anyway, you. sorry, I didn't mean to. Ins- so the Angels. Yeah, I named my daughter after the Angels, so that's not true, actually. But anyway, uh, I check in now and then. Uh, I see a game here and there. Once it gets to the middle of July, the All Star break, then I'm everyday guy. I'm I'm locked in. But I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Freddie Freeman, the reigning NL MVP from a lot of people around here love the Atlanta Braves because they were on TV every day after school. He's the reigning NL MVP, a great person, a great dad, great husband, great ball player. Great teeth. He has amazing teeth, I mean, unbelievable he? teeth. <laughs> I, I noticed that last night in an They're interview. They're pearly white. He's got, he's got great teeth. Indeed he does. Uh, but he got struck out by a first baseman. Last night, Riz, Anthony freaking Rizzo got the reigning NL MVP to strike out. He, he, they were up 10 nothing. The Braves were and Rizzo, I guess, petitioned the uh, what's his name? Uh, Ross, the, the manager to get him in there and let him let him throw just so he could str- try to strike out Freddie Freeman. They've got this back and forth. They've got a friendship, but it really, really, really bothered me. It was like a big fat old curveball, too. It, it was fun. And, I, and baseball needs more fun. And that's the clip I saw. I saw Freddie's laugh. Yeah. And then I saw the teeth. It, it, well, and, and I'm fine that, I guess I'm fine that they had fun with it with each other. 
but you're the freaking National League MVP. You cannot be striking out to a guy that hasn't pitched since he was eight. See, but it's one of those moments I just talked about with the Jazz Phoenix. Nobody thought that would happen. Yeah. Which is also what makes sport really cool. It, uh, it, well, it was a cool moment, but it bothered me because it, it was like an all-star gimmicky thing, but in a regular season game. But then again, there's a thousand of them. So I guess it's I'd rather have the fun moment than not. But the NL MVP was the one that had to strike out. That bothers me. Well, since you bring up baseball, I wanted to work this in anyway. I knew you did, and I hate it, but go ahead. Uh, it's Why are April. you a Red Sox fan? Because I used to live there. Okay. You know, fine. I'm not one of those that just it. saw a fever pitch <laughs> and bought, bought a jersey. <laughs> so That great movie. Yeah. That was a great movie, actually. I mean, if you're a Red Sox fan, because it's all about your plight. Um, I just can't get past anything Drew Barrymore does. I no, can't. when I walked into Fenway Park the very first time, it was religious. And, and I kid you not, like... Didn't see any ghosts or anything, but like that's that's epic in there. So anyway, oh, yeah, yeah. Sox are the number one team in yeah. the AL. Yeah, sixteen and nine, tied for the best record in baseball with Los Dodgers. Yeah, who I really despise. Good. I hate the Dodgers. Yeah, they they shouldn't be good ever. I like their uniforms and their colors, and I liked them when I was a young kid. They had an awesome infield. Can I go through it real quick? Yeah. So they had Bill Russell at first. They had Davey Lopes at second. They had, oh no, why did I say Dave? I said Dave, Steve Garvey at mm-hmm, first, my fault. Okay, mm-hmm. Davey Lopes at second. Then Bill Russell at short. Mm-hmm. Ron Say, the penguin, at third. <laughs> yeah, he did. Behind the, the plate with the biggest glasses you've ever seen, Steve Yeager. <laughs> um, like they were more like windshields back there. I have a trading card of him. Just, and that's the only reason I know who you're talking about. Yeah, so that was the infield. I was a huge Ron Say fan. So I like the Dodgers then, but Dodgers now with Mookie Betts, they can... They can <laughs> you guys blew it with oh, letting him go. Are you kidding me? Dombrowski. <laughs> nice job, Dombrowski. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, my Angels are being more like the Angels that we know and love, and your Red Sox are being a lot better than people thought they would be. Well, they're better because they've got a bunch of guys that are hungry. You know, they don't have all these... You can look at who they're doing it with right now, and it's probably not quote-unquote sustainable. And then there's Alex's Cincinnati Reds, who what have— What the big red machine at right now? Uh, it's so— <laughs> David Bell, I, I, I— What's their record, Alex? 11 and 13, I think. Okay, it's not terrible. That's where the Angels are, You know who are, else I is think. a big Reds fan? The, the newly minted head coach at Highland High School, basketball and former great at University of Utah, Chris Jones— Really? Chris Jones is a huge Reds fan. Why is that? I have no idea. Uh, I think he loved the big red machine uh-huh. when he was a kid, Concepcion and the Fellers. Yeah. And he's just latched onto it. So, yeah. Um, by now, they're typically out of it. So they're close to 500. That's good. And uh, I was David Bell, I love the guy, but I hate the guy. Oh, he, yeah. He's a good leader and a terrible decision maker, if that can be a thing. I want to make a list of the things you love and hate and just kind of see what the because I think you hate way more than you Let, love. Let's start with Draymond Green. Let's uh, let's then go to uh, Ranch Dressing. That's a love. Uh, David Bell can be on That's the list. That's a hate. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, give me country music. Where do you put that one? I love and hate it. Oh, it's a love-hate. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought that's what I thought you were oh, saying. No, no, I was like a ledger. I like, thought you were saying I love and hate things. No, your a ledger, lot. your hate ledger would like. It oh, would it's definitely heavier on the hate. Yeah. yeah. I've got a lot you of hate in great, my heart. You find great <laughs> joy in that ledger. <laughs> you find great joy in hate, my man. Hey, it's better than uh, acting out the hate, right? No, that's where I need to do your read. Need revenge. <laughs> revenge. Call is, your guy. Revenge. Austin. Is, revenge is the best flavor in the world. Revenge For, is his middle name, literally. Austin Revenge. What? For, forgiveness is, is 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 fine, but revenge is delicious. Don't don't believe me? Don't take my word for it. Give it a try. And right now, for a limited time, you call the hitman Timmy C. <laughs> Timmy LC. Timmy LLC. And you'll, we'll do a two-for-one for you. I'll close the deal on if you know what I mean. Better get your swimming arms ready. I knew ready. we would take this freaking thing off the rails <laughs> by the end. I knew three we hours. would do it. I knew we would Well, do we it. got one more hour ahead, so who knows what we'll do. We'll be back right here on The Big Show, unless anyone that can make the decision heard this and fires me. We've got everything.
segments this week, uh, or today, not this week, today on the big show. It's Thursday. I'm Austin Horton. He's Tim Lacombe. Tim, it's been nice of you to be in studio with me on an off day for the Jazz. You don't get to see your family a lot. Uh, you get to see me about as much as you get to see them at this point. Kind of so. I, I pass my kids in the morning and you know get home crazy hours at night and they think somebody's broke into the house. It's just me. Um, yeah, I typically don't ta- don't change that code because I got to wind down home. and eat cereal late. You know the whole thing. Are but, you an e- a late eater? Oh yeah. Does it take you a while to wind down after doing a broadcast? It takes me a, a long time to wind down. Just any time. I have a hard time <laughs> shutting the old cranium down. Uh, when I do those jazz playoff overtime call-in shows that sometimes start at two a.m. I called into one of those once. I you, think. D- you did, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I get home at like. Between 2 and 4 a.m., and I still have to take an hour, an hour and a half to unwind, and then it's like, why am I, why even go to bed? It's 6 a.m. at this point. Exactly. And you know I'm not the guy that can go home and just go no, to sleep. I can't either. Yeah. I have to actually kind of go through a process. So, yeah, no, I, it's great to be, it was great to come in. Um, you know, when the opportunity was presented to me, I was like, who's going to be the other, the other <laughs> show host? And uh, I, I had to really like kind of, Check that out. And when they said you, I jumped at the chance. Had they said uh, uh, Gordon Monson was back in town, would the answer have been no? It wouldn't have just been no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It has been fun, though. You know what's coming up next, though? I'm not done. I'm not done, baby. I got another hour ahead of me because the movie zone is dropping next. And we've got a – this. it's unbelievable, but yesterday was the fifth year birthday of the movie zone. My guy Adrian Lizer, shout out. He and I started this thing when we were we were told literally hours before, "Hey, do you want to talk about uh, movies for an hour every week?" Okay, sure. When uh, in like an hour and a half, just enough time to watch a movie. <laughs> so, and from there, we've we've got to where we are with uh, Johnny and myself. So, fifth birthday for the movie zone and some fun fun things coming down the track at Megaplex and other theaters and. I'm excited to talk about it next. I'm excited we're actually getting that, you know, we're getting back to the movies. It's cool. It is very, very cool, and that's a a tease, in fact. Without you even knowing you did it, you just teased what's coming up next here on the Movie Zone. Big news for those who want to get back out to the theaters. For Tim Lacombe, Lloyd Cole filling in, as well as Alex Lundberg, I'm Austin Horton. I'll be back tomorrow on the big show. Tim will be back tomorrow for the Jazz pre-half and post as the Phoenix Suns host Utah Jazz. Have a good night. The Movie Zone is next.